Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Yesterday, I left for tomorrow. There was nothing after today. If another planet would take me, I'd be glad to go. Okay. Uh, we had uh, a bit of uh, what Bamani Jones likes to call a Two Americas moment uh, earlier this week uh, within our little group uh, when Pierce and I, I forget what the what the development was, uh, but Pierce and I both remarked about getting push notifications from mm-hmm news apps about it Mm -hmm. and max you had what i think is probably the only really healthy response to that i can imagine which is why do you fucking lunatics get push notifications for news on your phone um but it's it's you know that thought sort of got us talking about you know why why the push notifications are so frustrating and and like you know it's hard to pin it down to to one thing even but you know we before we started recording max you were talking about how you just like don't even want to read any news and then it sort of it sort of occurred to me at that point that one of the really big problems is that the kind of news that you tend to get push notifications for is like breaking national news stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just like, as we look at the end of 2023, we're looking at the beginning of 2024. It's an election year. There's all this stuff going on there. You know, you'll hear 8 million, you know, sort of screeds about fire and brimstone and is this the death of American democracy? Uh, Like it's the prospect of being a news consumer in the next 12 to 18 months is pretty fucking terrifying. Yeah. And it's because I think it's largely because in the same way, like, there's a there's a running there's sort of a running gag, Pierce, that we have where where you talk about is X a tech company, mm-hmm. and part of <laughs> not uh, not the, not actually X, but <laughs> is oh, blank. sorry yes, tech is XYZ is a, tech, a tech company? Uh, I think it's starting. They're starting to. It was tough sledding at first. Let's, well, they're they're starting to give... because all the people that still call it Twitter are bailing fast, um, like. And and I think one of one of the things that I push back on and, and take issue with is like, you know, that it has a very specific definition. And I think that we've kind of as a society have, have made a, a pretty grave error and have allowed news, just like the word news, like the news to be broadly not actually, no, not broadly to be very narrowly defined as national political news from 
the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, and like two or three other places tops. Fox and News. I think that's extremely damaging. Yeah. Yeah. And so and all of those like kind of represent certain polls. Um, I, I mean, I guess you could throw in the Wall Street Journal in there just for a little variety of, of your poll. Um, but yeah, it, it's there has been a great narrowing. And I know Sean and I have read a, a lot about you know, the death of sports desks at newspapers, Mm -hmm. including the New York Times, because they just bought a sports reporting company in the athletic. And they're like, no one's going to lose their jobs. And they're like, well, you got to get a different job. Some people are going to lose their jobs. Yeah. Some people are going to lose their jobs because we, we did this. So, um, yeah, it's, and the thing about push notifications and I think this leads to, you know, kind of what we're getting at too is, you may ask why I get them. And it's not even that it's it's like, well, I signed up for it years ago or, or something like that, which which it is. But I almost feel that there's an obligation to be aware. And maybe that's the specifics of my upbringing and like growing up inside the beltway and like you're expected to be uh, fluent in, in national news, which is also your local news there in a lot of ways. Um, but so I have trouble getting away from that but it feels like to be a good citizen so to say like even uh you know wherever you are you should be kind of aware of the news but a problem i have with it and you know max you may call it masochism is is you get all these push notifications and it's stuff that's supposed to get a reaction out of you like if the supreme court decides to take a case most of the time it's being reported because you you're you're supposed to react and you're supposed to react negatively or or when i get something and it says you know ernst and young is going to cut 10 percent of their staff it's like i have and there are usually negative reactions it's like oh damn it like how is this going to impact me and so i feel an obligation to be a citizen that is mildly fluent in the news but maybe I am doing that about the wrong sorts of news. Well, yeah, and before we get into that, I am curious. You're saying you feel an obligation to be mm-hmm. fluent. In my mind, that doesn't necessarily translate to push notifications. That's where I, you lose me. Like, do you really need to know up to the second that anything in the world happens? Well, like, I, that's the part that seems unhealthy to me is like, I, if I learn about something happening even a day or two later i i think i'm 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 fulfilling my obligation of being informed like i'm still mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's kind of my take it just seems unhealthy to be it. getting constant notifications all the time that are interrupting like my thought process of what, I, what i'm focused on in my life and then all of a sudden no this this politician died or something and it's like oh like i could have learned that in a, in a couple days you know, I think a lot of it. A lot of it I get from you guys because yeah. you'll, you'll share yeah, it on yeah. a thread. The, the joke that Max like, and wow. I have is that <laughs> Pierce will send some like cryptic message, and Sean will understand what he's talking about. And Max yeah. and I are like, well, and, 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 and what do they? What do they mean? I Google like, did someone famous die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then I our, actually our... googled, did Trump die? <laughs> when you, yeah. When you but... sent, he finally died. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was for Henry Kissinger, uh, and. Yeah, I won't. I won't hide from the fact. <laughs> One that of I the only that. good news days in a very long time. 
Well, and, <laughs> and you know, and, and Sean often does say, like, I know what you're talking about, but you need to say it for the rest of the class. Or you'll say, even I don't know what you're talking about, which yes. is fine. And and I think, Max, you're right. And, and there's something that, you know, a criticism you could wield at me is not even the masochism bit. It's just like, hey, can't you just, like, go go read about it and, and you know, get you know, understand it? Yeah, get it a little I'm, bit more. And and the thing is, is one that costs money that I don't want to spend on the thing that is going to upset me. That's the thing is like, I know that it will upset me to spend any more time on it. And so I think I have made choices to be slightly healthier from a well-being perspective by limiting it to like push notifications or the email notifications I get from the Washington Post. And, you know, so my, my online time is reading things on sites that I choose and consciously pay for. But, you know, I don't think that's what all of you do. I know, Sean, you do all of it. I do that a fair amount, too. But, like, one of the issues is that, you know, there you have extremely limited ability to, like, to tailor these fire hoses to yourself. You know, you can't. By and large, <clears throat> excuse me, like if you go into the New York Times app on your phone, you kind of can't really choose what to get notifications about. So you mm-hmm. either get nothing or the breaking news fire hose is fully on. And like that's tough because I, there are some things that I, I don't know that I would say I need to know right away, but like there are things that it's. You know, I don't necessarily want to have to wait a day. I mean, like this. If we what did we evolve past the point where you had to wait until the next day's newspaper or the nightly news, you know, in order to get your information? What did we what did we evolve past that stuff for if I'm not going to partake in it at least a little bit? But. Like, I don't want all of these, like, you know, if I go into my lock screen at any given point in time, it is a, an absolute hellscape. Like I'll show you on, on Skype right now. And most of this stuff is not news, but Mm -hmm. you know, it is just besotted with blocks of, of text urging me to click into one of the many apps. And I'm just like. I want it to stop. Um, and like, this is, this is part of why, um, this is part of why what's happened with Twitter and the, the horrible degradation, why it sucks so much because like, yeah, it, it offered you, it offered you the ability if you wanted to be a lunatic and drink from the full fire hose, like you could do that. But you also, at one point, you could curate your feed pretty well so that, you know, you had you were following the kind of accounts that posted about stuff that you cared about and you could pop in and out of it at a few points during the day and scroll through for a little while and not totally overload yourself and overwhelm yourself. But it's just not. It's not like that anymore because now you get dumped into 
the whatever the for you feed which is just an algorithmic hellscape that you know has a couple people that you follow a couple accounts like that and then ads every three posts and always some you know borderline if not outright nazi shit um so like there there is there used to be ways to like get bits and pieces of the stream but there's also you know i mean local news used to be a way that you could be informed about frankly about like stuff that is more um more sort of trenchant in your day-to-day life mm-hmm. but like the the business the business model of that industry whether you're talking about tv or you're talking about like local newspapers it's real bad right now and and so like i, I it's not a safe assumption that there is like a robust and high quality local media outlet wherever you live anymore i mean case in point i took a job at a you know reasonably prominent local newspaper in january 2022 that i was super excited about i considered it like a real life accomplishment that i had i had set out to take a hard left turn in my life and my professional path and to go chase this and 18 months later i was not working that job anymore i don't work in local news anymore and you know i I don't i don't want to paint that like you know i I was a casualty i got laid off because the business was not doing well that is not true Um, i chose to leave but in part because that writing on the wall is kind of always there and reporters are being, you know, tasked with working kind of double or triple duty and are being asked to move mountains in order to try to have enough content to sell ads against or, you know, or to try to drive digital subscriptions or whatever. And, and it's in service of uh, an increasingly small number of holding companies that have consolidated the industry. And it's getting to a point where just like the priority, I, I don't know when the last time the priority, the top priority was like quality information for the people, but it hasn't been that for a long time. And, and that's, that's a huge problem because it does people a real disservice if they can't, you know, local news is how you find out is how you uncover corruption in your city council or your school board. You know, it's where, you know, it's where, it's where you uncover the, the sort of everyday ways that you are like being taken advantage of as like a tax paying citizen and whatnot. And so like it, it breaks my heart that like all, it seems like all of the ways to consume news other than drink from the national fire hose 
are dying out. Yeah, I think that that's something I've really struggled with. It. Um, so I went on a big vacation. All right, so sorry, I was never really a big news person. During a lot of the COVID stuff, I felt like I should, you know, I should probably be more informed, you know, have that sense mm-hmm. that Pierce has. And then I kind of got caught in the daily news cycle. I didn't like that. Um, so then I decided to try, well, I'm going to subscribe to, I'm going to get The Economist magazine once a week. That's like this, you know, left, uh, you know, pretty left, but I believe could be fair if um, something, some shit went Economist? down. Yeah. Economist is, is historically fairly conservative as far as as far as things go. But that's it's, it's pretty left, but in terms of <laughs> social issues, I don't know. Um, <laughs> for Rockingham County, it's it's a it's a bleeding heart liberal. I mean, all this, but like so anyway, we're, well um, again, this is in the uh, the Trump COVID times and you know, I'd get the issue there'd be four pages about how much Trump sucks. And then it would be like stories about the rest of the world. I was like, I don't really care about the rest of the world. And so I would, you know, most of the issue would go unread. And then like, because I'm consuming it on a once a week cycle, it was just kind of this broad, like Trump sucks. And um, I was like, okay, well, I didn't need to read that to know that. Like I didn't need to read it to know that he's doing terrible things or that, um, the left is taking these steps in response to COVID and the right is not. Um, so then I, I kind of stopped doing that, but it's like, well, and with local news, I don't, why would I go to their opinions on, on national news when I could go to someone who writes for these other sites? And yeah. so I get kind of caught in this, in this no man's land. I know what you're saying is local news is supposed to be for, just local stuff but they have to they have to fill like a whole package whether that's a, yeah. a website or a tv program and then there just ends up being this a lot of filler so yeah and they, they fill i will say that your local paper unless unless like national events intersect with local stuff like your local paper doesn't have someone who is writing about like national politics they're pulling AP wire stories and stuff for that. Um, but like that, that's another thing like AP, AP stories are still free to read. So like you can mm-hmm. just, you can get those without having to subscribe to your local paper. I didn't, I didn't realize that, but like, yeah, that makes sense. That's why they do what they do with them. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, Kevin, I, you know, I was interested in, and I'm interested in Max also how you consume things. I think you maybe go to some of the CNNs and stuff like that, just, just based off of like what you've shared before. But I, I do think it sounds like I'm not alone in this obligation. It's like, well, I should be somewhat aware. And maybe it's not the moment of the second of, but you do feel like you need to know. But I'm honestly, I'm reminded of like, senators and and governors in a way and there's this inclination where governors will be asked about national issues and we've come to accept that that's fine but all of that should be framed through you know your constituency which is your state and so like a a governor leaving their state for anything is 
is kind of it's it's kind of weird when you think about it. It's like why do you need to leave unless you're like you need to go bargain with the state next door for water rights or something? Like why are you leaving? Why are you flying to Massachusetts if you're the governor of like a southeastern state or something? Well, um, I, I mean there there's an an answer. There's an obvious answer. Um given this, the state that Kevin and I live in, which is that our jet-setting governor has national political ambitions and exactly. doesn't give a fuck about the state at all. Yeah. Um, well, he's, he's so, happy to spend their money on stupid, stupid stuff, but I'm not allowed to talk about that. Sure. Um, but, but like, that's, that's the thing is like, I think this all sort of trickles down from even people who senators are really terrible about this. Now, not, they have a, an office where they are represented in a national body, but like, you know, I, maybe the argument I'm sort of making is like bring back pork barrel politics where uh, the way deals the, real, the way deals get done is like hey, five hundred million of those dollars is going to go to build a bridge in you know the county I'm from in in my state, and it's like oh we're not supposed to do that anymore. We have to think about everybody, but it's like no, your job is to think about you know your state, your your locality, or whatever. And so I'm, you know, I'm kind of conditioned by that to think about national things, but I, I think what is a challenge, I've tried to be better about thinking locally and engaging locally. And especially with so many places that, uh, in my area are like closing restaurants, businesses, stuff like that. So I'm trying to be aware of that. I mean, the fact that I'm aware of it, I has taken work to do and be supportive as I can. But to come back to Sean's point, I think it is more important to be fluent in that than being the 18th person you've talked to in a day to be like, ah, oh, so what do you think? You know, are we going to have another shutdown? It's like, you know, that actually does impact me would impact my work. But most of the people who bring it up, it doesn't. What does matter is the highway near me was shut down today because of, you know, this is not a thing that happened recently, but it has happened here. A bridge collapsed. Like that is a local story that is important. And like, maybe you should be fluent in it, but I don't know good avenues, save like the Axios Atlanta newsletter, like how to be a good citizen in that way. And I think that that's really unfortunate. And Max, I know you mentioned like you had some conversations recently over holidays and stuff with your family. And it's like, there's this, inclination to discuss national issues and you all live on separate coasts so maybe that makes some sense but you're so detached from it like of course it's going to feel really negative like there's nothing you can do about a national election so wouldn't it be better just to be like it's more or less talking about the weather but like hey i got interviewed for this local bill that was up and to talk about but that has an impact on your life and you can be part of that discussion and maybe have an impact yeah no i i totally am with you i, I mean i'd rather talk about anything at that point than the impending 2024 news cycle around the presidential election like the, i can't imagine anyone in their right mind wants to think about or talk about that uh and yet a lot of people seem to uh and bring it up all the time i'm I, i'm saying it as a joke kind of like tons of people want to talk about it but like it's not a Maybe I should reframe. I can't imagine that anyone is excited to like, I'm going to feel really good about this conversation. Like no matter where yeah. you stand politically, no. socially, like that conversation doesn't make you feel good. <laughs> well, that's, 
for for me that's another thing that i i think i push back on the whole like oh it's my job to be informed as a citizen because that is like going away from the the idea that like the news is really just entertainment and they're just trying to sell you their entertainment no no, sorry i i I, I gotta i have to push back on that i really (laughs) i really deeply believe in my bones that it actually legitimately is your job and everyone's job as a citizen to be at least somewhat informed on what's going on around them i'm not like you don't have to be an expert on everything but like it's no it is no good the part of the way that we get the last guy is a lot of people going through their life content to not uh, to not sort of intake information and think critically about it and thus they think that things like the results of elections don't matter so like (laughs) so i where i was gonna say that i know that that is not the right attitude to go to completely but i'm saying that my initial or i i you know neither one is right like or the idea that this is all completely useful stuff is not sure either definitely not like it is entertainment and like especially the whole the headline grabbing mm-hmm. the headline grabbing things so um yeah i know complete avoidance is not the answer but i think that well the, yeah the news places aren't like these uh you know altruistic places that are trying to just keep you informed They're no and that's that is one of the problems and like this is where like that the axios local offering comes in they i mean they probably only have like a dozen places where they're doing it and i have i have a lot of thoughts about the axios style and format um that i won't say here because i have tried to get a job there before and i will probably at some point try to get a job there again um but there really is something to be said for you know a morning newsletter that is not this is what's moving the needle Mm -hmm. in terms of social interaction on the new york times site like the the richmond one is good it's two people that used to work at the rtd are are good and diligent reporters who are like plugged into what's going on around town and so like you know for for all of the the (laughs) feelings that i may or may not have about you know condensing information into bulleted lists like i do think that there there is something that is really useful about those if you have access to them in your local area yeah it's just it's one thing i think about with that is is that is a brand that is a brand that has franchise i mean i'm talking about that like you would a fast food place and and i (laughs) don't think that that's a good thing it is not it is not built locally it it may have um you know it may have really great reporters the one in atlanta does as well it may source really good stories and like it becomes like a, a, a collection house of different things but ultimately it's a bit astroturfed it's like you're you're told that it is it is a local thing and it, it becomes local but like a national entity is coming saying like hey we're and i'm i'm not i really appreciate what what axios is in here i i want to say that but i think what's sad and what's missing is that 
this isn't it's not a totally local site it is not built it is not built by and for locals it is built for locals but it is not built by locals it staffs and it is for locals but i think that there's a difference and i think one thought i have is part of the issue there could be that you know you mentioned the ap which is which is a a, a great source um but there's this fear and i think it is reasonable in the us of having you know nationally funded news sources i'm sure they maybe they they probably exist and i don't even realize it um honestly the usda having field offices for agricultural information and news and everything else that's kind of what that is but we don't have a bbc and maybe the bbc is really the only shining example of it but like having nationally funded news it helps to be a small island too but having that framework having that infrastructure i think helps local news you know be what we wish it was yeah and and like you know i I think the the response might be well npr exists npr is not like the bbc it's not no um no but your 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 local npr station like probably does have at least some good news coverage. Uh, you know, I'm I'm fortunate that the one here in Central Virginia is also really good. Um, so, like, I'm sorry for missing NPR. Like every, I, I say everywhere has an NPR station. I don't actually know that. Uh, yeah, mine's not, pretty spotty. It's, it's definitely not everywhere. Do you, Kevin? I would think that you have close to the same one that I have. Is yours VPM? Uh, yeah, I mean, mine is, but I just mean like in terms of the the radio reception is very. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. What's a what's a radio? <laughs> see, see what I mean? Like that. That's kind of that's that's kind of the thing. Is is NPR is at heart like they are radio stations, and that is a thing that is um, you know WTJU. Uh, that is that is a a radio station. So like. That is something that if you do want to connect with local news, you kind of have to go out of your way to find that because, you know, it's 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 a it's a dying medium. Yeah, it takes a lot of jumping through hoops. Um, You'll be handed a lot of low introductory subscription rates that will then at the first possible opportunity be jacked to the friggin moon. Um. yeah, I I don't know what the answer to this is. That's and that's like that's the scary part is nobody really has a good handle on this. Like I I, I personally I think that you know more <clears throat> more sort of like state and local governments funding some portion of news operations would be good. I think there there are places that are are testing going to nonprofit ownership, the Philadelphia Inquirer, uh, Deseret News in Salt Lake City, um, but like, but that requires, um, you know, that requires a a nonprofit that's willing to support it, and b a, a switch to 
a nonprofit business model, which just carries its own different set of challenges. Um, there's there is a paradox in the in the phrase nonprofit business, like just at heart, like that's well, not yeah. how business works. Yes, non somebody somebody smarter than me said nonprofit is not like nonprofit is not an approach. Nonprofit is just a tax status. Um, <laughs> the NFL is a is a nonprofit. Jesus God. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I wish I wish there were better answers. Um, but like you I, have to work. You have to. I mean, I think we've gotten to the thing, which is like we do feel this obligation, and we try many ways to consume news that we think is important and makes us fluent, and is not yeah. just like, not just like TMZ type of stuff, but um, or horse race type of stuff. But to to meet that obligation and to do it in a way that has maybe the most impact, it takes way more work than it should, yes. and unfortunately, you know. We don't have a solution to that because you do have to work hard and it, there's no there's no answer that fits for each place someone lives like it is necessarily very different for each experience or, or for what each person wants out of their news consumption experience but like you know i do i do i do really feel strongly that it is one of the things that you owe yourself and owe the people around you is to to know some semblance of what's going on and so like in the meantime you kind of just have to strap up and and do the work yeah but i also am not i am not encouraging that any anyone else turn on push notifications on a news <laughs> app so uh not so gonna happen take take care of yourself too <laughs> um all right we we've we've cleared out and y'all y'all cleared out the paint and let the the former local newsman the the bitter former local newsman talk an awful lot during this <laughs> so i i think i think what everyone including and maybe especially the reader uh listeners need now is uh a, a, a nice soothing pierces sorry so what are you apologizing for today yeah speaking of taking care of yourself um i consciously did this um recently and i do not recommend it um and i guess that becomes a, a self-apology but it also is an apology to my household because it is something that had to be discussed and i went through and complained about a bit but if say if say you go if you travel abroad for about three weeks, the first thing you do when you get back the morning after you return should not be to get your yearly physical, because you will not be in your best shape. You will you will not get good marks. And I very consciously was like, oh, I'm gonna be totally jet lagged, but I'm gonna schedule an 8 a.m. physical uh, medical physical for the the day I get back. I did that. Um, I, I don't have to go back, which usually I do. Usually I have to go back for some further lab work, but I definitely had to caveat everything and be like, Hey, I was just gone for three weeks. My body is probably not top notch. And, you know, everybody was understanding and stuff, but just, just give yourself a, a break 
uh, maybe get back to your normal habits before jumping into a physical. Because among other things, like your body's going to be doing weird stuff and it's not the normal stuff. And they want to know what your normal is so they can tell you if your normal is, is quote unquote bad. Yeah. So poor planning <laughs> on my part. Plan better. I love it. Um, and and the big idea from pop culture this week, um, I I had something in mind, but I, I realized that it was something that Pierce just recommended to us, and I would really only be parroting what he said anyway. So what? Just uh, keep on rolling. Um. So if you if you're not spending your money on any news, I would suggest maybe trying out uh, the Apple TV app because um they have some very good programs on there, uh, namely slow horses which is in its third season and i just started watching it a few weeks ago as the third season was coming out because i heard people talking about it now i'm learning everybody is talking about it but wonderful cast uh it's a british tv show it's it's about a a lowly crime unit related to mi5 i don't know if you call it but but like kind of spy stuff um and but it's set in modern day and it has again a, an amazing cast um, it also has Gary Oldman being gross, and that is brilliant and gross, and so gross. Uh, and I can't recommend it highly enough. It's like six episodes per season; they're forty-five minutes each. It is super, super satisfying. Yeah, it's like the the conceit is that it's this is like the outpost where they send the people that botch operations, but they're not fired um it's like a super demotion um Mm -hmm. only they they manage to still get mixed up in some some pretty nefarious shit so uh yeah i'm i'm like i'm halfway through the first season and have really enjoyed it so far as well so Pierce, Pierce, are you getting funded by Apple? This is the second week in a row that you've plugged an Apple product. Yeah, this is. Hey, if they want to, if they want to give, if they want to give me money, I mean, you I'll, might have to I'll kick take... me off the pod for them to do that. Well, the, the thing is, is if they if they gave me, they could like lose a bunch of money, just send it my way, and not realize they sent it, and they'd still be fine. So like, <laughs> I'll I'll accept I'll accept things that come out of your couch, <laughs> things that that fall off a truck. Yeah, I mean, I'll take a job if they offer a job. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right, Max, you got a trivia question for us before we get out of here? I do. I'm still wondering about Pierce's doctor, though, being like, do you typically eat this much seaweed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, uh, there's a chance that it was actually better than normal because they're like, right. oh, you haven't been eating very much red meat. That's good. <laughs> yeah, do you live in a blue zone? Anyway, um, yeah, so I didn't have a, a trivia question, but I tried to throw one together. It is December 14th. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time over the past month with family. It gets dark early. You're drinking hot chocolate, and I don't know about you all. Uh, my families actually don't do this, but um, so a little bit. Uh, but a lot of people like to spend their time watching uh, Christmas movies. Everyone knows there's a lot of movies across the spectrum that have uh, either Christmas as a, as a main plot or a subplot, and then there's a whole genre of, like, the Hallmark Christmas movie, mm-hmm. and, you know, anyway. So I decided to do a little digging and look at the 100 best Christmas movies of all time according to the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter. So I was looking at the, the highest-rated tomato meter Christmas movies. 
So by the critics. Uh, is the tomato Not meter the a audience. critic rating? Yes. Let me click in and just double check that. That is correct. It's not the audience score. It's the tomato meter critic <clears throat> score. Okay. And so of the tomato meter critic score, I looked at the top 100, and there's a handful that I, I don't know. So hmm. the question today is, of these five movies that I'm going to mention, which one do you think has the highest tomato meter score hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes of these okay. five Christmas movies? Is it A, It's a Wonderful Life, B, Die Hard, C, Elf, D, The Nightmare Before Christmas, or E, A Christmas Story? So, clarifying question, are you saying that these are all on the list and one of them has the highest score, or not all of these are guaranteed to be on the list? These are all on the list of the top 100. Okay. I think they were all in the top 20 the lowest ranking of any of them is an 86 percent and the highest is a 95 percent on the tomato meter oh wow all right i've got i've got my answer Um, yeah there's one that just there's one that feels really obvious but i just don't know if it's gonna be right but I'm going with what I'm pretty sure is the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Me too. Okay. okay. Um. Right. In that case, <laughs> Kevin, what's your answer? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. I also have It's a Wonderful Life. It's a clean sweep. All right. It's a Wonderful Life has a 94% wow. on the tomato meter tied with Die Hard. <laughs> Which Bruce Willis but, said categorically is not a Christmas movie. So is it Elf? Well, it's on the reading. It is well, Elf is, is the it? lowest at 86. It's actually yeah. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Has a yeah. 95% oh, tomato meter. I knew it wasn't going to be Elf or Christmas Story. So. Fair. And I almost guessed Die Hard. But. There is one movie on the list with a tomato meter of 100%. And I will give anyone... Five bonus trivia points. Oh, for the, the generous of the season, generousness of the season. If you can oh, name that movie, I I had never heard of it. I I have never heard of it at all. Is it new? Nope. Wait, wait, can you give us a year? I, I, uh, I so I'm I, not cha- I'm not changing my my guess, but I I'm interested. I, it, let's see if that dissuades me. No, I'll give you the year, and then maybe make it three bonus points. Okay. This. Well, let me let me say first. Mm, I. And then, but I'll also take you up on the year too. Um, Wait, can I, I can I take a guess before the year and have it count for five if I get it right? Yeah, that's that's sure. You that's can all I'm do saying. that. Okay, so my first guess is the Bishop's Wife. Oh, my guess is uh, Black Christmas, the original from the like I think it's seventy four. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a guess. No, you can give. I think Kevin, you can. You can get a year. Yeah, well, but Kevin could have first. had a chance for for five points. Which yeah, I don't know. But there's. I can't think of so anything that you. Neither of you are know. correct. Okay. The year is 1944. Oh yeah. <sighs> and you've never heard of it, which I don't it's not think like, so. Well, that means. I mean, it's no, not I like, haven't. Well, I mean, in 1940. Eh. 
Jeez. It's a classic MGM romantic musical comedy that focuses on four sisters. I don't know. Uh, I don't, outstanding I don't performances really... from Judy Garland and Margaret O'Brien. You've given me Julie, Judy Garland, and I still do not know. All right. Yeah, Any no idea. What is it? No. no. It is Judy Garland, Garland's 1944 Meet Me in St. Louis. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's a that's like a famous movie. I saw a movie oh. poster, but I didn't know yeah, it was I, I a Christmas movie. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. I've no, I couldn't tell you anything about it until a minute yeah. ago, but I at least heard the title. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I'm not I'm not going to rent it. I know that. <laughs> okay. Well, that no, that was that was a good good question. Mm-hmm. I haven't I feel like I haven't really gotten into the Christmas spirit yet, so maybe I'll have to to watch a Christmas movie or two this weekend. Um, watch the damn Muppet that. Christmas Carol. That's a. That, I'll, <laughs> that I'll sit down and watch one. that. Any. That's so good. I, I've never. Seen I've that. never seen it either. What? Yeah, well, I, don't I know, know what we're doing this weekend. I'm not a burden head like that. Um, all right. That is the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com or you can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. Uh, We'll be back next time to talk about something else. uh, At most one more episode this year, I would think given schedules. Uh, But yeah, until then I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks for it. Thanks for it. Thanks for it.